Lego. Lego. Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Brick. Today, it's Monday, so we're going to be doing a designer interview, and our guest today is Paul Vilmox, a really cool builder, uh, pretty big representation online, and I'll be putting his links in the description here. Uh, again, you know, if this is your first time listening, thank you for queuing into the podcast. Uh, we've been having a pretty hectic week here at the house. I'm studying for Navy qualifications and trying to learn more information than the human mind is probably capable of. But you know, other people do it. I just have to buckle down and do it myself. I'm, I'm slipping into the burnout phase again, so I'm trying to monitor myself and dial back. I don't, I don't want to hit that burnout again, as, as I talked about in uh, episode nine. So if anyone else feels like that, you know, it, it can be hard, but try to, you know, self-monitor yourself and regulate how and find some place and some time just to relax and and do your own thing but uh, thank you again for listening and uh if you are a long time listener thanks for queuing in these interviews are really fun and i hope you're enjoying them as much as i am so let's get right down to it let's jump into our interview with paul vilmox everybody hey welcome to the podcast today's interview is going to be with paul from paul vilmox on instagram and Flickr. He's got a wide range of builds. Uh, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Hello, good to be here. My name is Paul. I live in the United States, and people kind of deem me a jack of all trades. I don't really put myself in a box. I like to build lots of different types of things. That's great. Yeah, and especially because you know, with Lego, we can design all different things. There's no limit. Absolutely. And I'll start off with the first question I I like to ask all my interviewees is: We all design and build Legos, but Lego has Lego minifigures. Now, if you were a Lego minifigure, what would it look like? And what kind of tools or utensils would you be carrying? Yeah, I have a Sig Fig myself. Um, I actually have it right here in front of me. I have a just a smiley face, not like the classic smile, but a pretty smiley face with freckles. And I have the exosuit torso, the classic space torso in green uh, with the dual molded short sleeves. And I would have dual molded shorts if they came in more colors uh but i only have them in like red and green and blue and those are very bright primary colors for shorts uh alternately i sometimes use the um button-up banana shirt from the party banana juice bar exclusive minifigure so that one's fun i actually have that one as a real shirt as well with but just it's just a short sleeve button-up shirt with bananas all over it and it's fun, and if you know the minifigure, then you're like, hey, that's the Lego minifigure. And if not, it's just a fun, expressive shirt, which is very me. And did you have any utensils you like to use or anything specific? Because I know Lego makes a bunch of stuff, skateboards, computer, anything in particular. Yeah, I often use a use their saxophone utensil, So because I play saxophone. Uh, I've also used the trumpet. I don't actually have the bugle trumpet from the Western line, but I've used the trumpet again as like the air horn piece from the top of trains. So that works okay-ish as a trumpet. Uh, and if I'm being honest, so oh, you're a musician. Yes, yes, I do enjoy music. And if I'm being honest, I probably have a cell phone print. There's a number <laughs> of those now. Yeah, I would say most of us have that. It, the next thing. I would love them to do is like a old school dad with like a hip 
clip. That'd be pretty great. For a phone. That'd be a nice piece, too, to be able to go over a minifigure, to go over the minifigure legs and provide a stud on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, we're very used to, like, with a minifigure, you can put something with a stud on the front or the back, but that's about it. It's it's very the side would be cool because I mean we've started to see a lot of prints on arms and the legs now. Um, maybe they can add a little bit bit more detail to it. So as we were talking about you designing, what got you started in building your own mocks? So both my parents had a bunch of Lego. So I grew up with Duplo and then had a bunch of my dad's collection as a jump start to starting my own. And just from the very beginning, I was already building my own custom stuff because I started with a lot of my dad's Lego, which didn't have all the instructions with it anymore. So I was just building a lot of things. I remember just like experimenting with gears. I remember building different buildings and vehicles and stuff just with the pieces that I had from my dad. And then I started getting my own parts and my own sets and started building those. So it just kind of spiraled out of control from there you've kind of spiraled into control now because now you get to control what you like to make and all those different designs. Yeah. And what what kind of calls out to you to make your designs? Because as we said, you're very diverse, different styles. Is it like pop culture or is it just something you want to do like in that moment? Yeah, pop culture, whatever I'm interested in. A follow on to that is the like, how long does it take for you to come up with some of these ideas? So let's let's use for example you built a nerf gun and it's not a full-size nerf gun but we're talking maybe this size like what uh, two or three inches long yeah about three inches long i think that one was developed and built in like two or three hours probably less than that like two hours in the morning uh that one was part of the iron forge competition using the stud shooter so the challenge for that one was using the stud shooter in a model so i used three of the stud shooters within the barrel and then another stud shooter within the handle. So I've actually had someone else on the podcast talking about Iron Forge's contests. How did you get interested in something like that? Enjoying all of the amazing models and the creativity that people had there. Um, and so then when I learned that they were doing a preliminary round with, it was open to everybody and that I could join in and I could participate, I could build something. That was really exciting, and so I've been a little bit more free this spring, uh, and so I decided to do it and build, and after round after round, somehow I got into the top four. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And now is the, is the contest still going on, or has it completed? No, it has completed. So I ended up in fourth place, and I'm not at all saddened by that at all. I'm really happy. I'm just kind of shocked how far I got. Looking at your designs, I'll say it's, you know, you're very dynamic. So it's easy to kind of not stick to something. And the contest can be as creative as you want it to be. Absolutely. Some of the other builders uh, would mostly build like stuff using more Bionicle style parts or mostly build more landscapes and buildings. Uh, My focus was definitely on smaller things i don't have as expansive of a collection so building just smaller detailed things i can spend the time on the details instead of spending time building monotonous walls or floors or landscapes that you can get a lot more just smaller details if you aren't trying to do like an entire scene 
Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's nice because you can scale up or scale down almost anything to some degree. I mean, we've seen people that, you know, the Millennium Falcon Ultimate Collector Series is 8,000 pieces. But then somebody uh, will scale it down to one brick and say, ah, look at my awesome build I made of the Millennium Falcon. And because then it makes you, yeah, it makes you laugh because you're like, yeah, I mean, it look, I mean, that's if you have a big enough imagination, it looks exactly like it. <laughs> yeah. Plug for my Millennium Falcon here that I'm selling on mockhub.com. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you've made a mini version. How many pieces uh, are we looking at here? This is looks to be about, what, maybe 40? Yeah, let's see. It's a uh, number of different pieces is 40, so I guess that right, but total is 62. Yeah, 62 parts. And uh, what what made you want to make this and put it on mockhub compared to all of your other designs that you've been at least showing through your Flickr and Instagram? Yeah. Uh, it was originally built a few years ago for a brick set competition uh, where you're supposed to build a 8 by 16 diorama. And so I had built the Millennium Falcon with a bit of crate landscape from Star Wars. Uh, and then I realized, hey, this would be... And I just had it on my desk for the longest time. And I was like, hey, other people might like to have this on their desk. This would be a cute little desk model and other people might like to buy it. So I decided to use that one kind of as my trial of learning how Mockhub works. I have a bunch of other ones kind of in the pipeline at Mockhub. Uh, I have my Peterbilt truck, so that will be coming out soon. And I have my uh, Toothless, so hopefully that one will be there soon. I think I have another in there. Now, can you explain to our listeners and me, because I don't use mock hub. I'm primarily on what's uh, rebrickable just with instructions, but how does mock hub work? <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm sponsoring sponsored by mock hub or something. Uh, <laughs> that lets builders upload. You have to in upload instructions and the digital file or parts list and some pictures, and then they do all of the rest of it for you. So I just had to upload the instructions and the, parts list for the Millennium Falcon. And then a month or so ago, I got an email like, hey, somebody bought your Millennium Falcon. I'm like, awesome. Uh, and Mockhub takes care of buying all the parts, I'm assuming from Bricklink, and then and boxing it all up with the instructions and shipping it out. So I don't have to worry about any of that. And people can buy my models and I get a commission from it. And it works out well for me as a builder and people that want to buy my models can buy them easily. That, that's a pretty dynamic way of doing it because it gives you the ability to, you know, provide your work and then it saves the buyer, you know, figuring out how to buy parts. Absolutely. Which uh, can be, a, can be a struggle, especially going through like the third party sites. I mean, we all have our own struggles trying to <laughs> you upload your design. Then you got to buy from six different sellers. Then those sellers have to ship. And then your price you see add another like 20% just for shipping. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I had seen it being used by um, Nico71 and Mindex Bender and JK Brickworks. They had all been posting that they were on Mockhub. And I'm like, ooh, what's Mockhub? And then I went on Mockhub. I'm like, this is really cool. Yeah, especially getting big uh, mock builders at the front end of their business definitely is helping them uh, move forward, which is, which is pretty cool. Absolutely, yeah. So you can like buy the 
J.K. Brickworks Sisyphus model or his duck. If you didn't have the opportunity to go to the Lego store, or sorry, let me start that over again. If you didn't have the opportunity to go to the Lego house in Denmark you and get the new exclusive duck there, you can get J.K. Brickworks duck, which is almost identical, uh, from Mockup. Mm-hmm. And the his design is a little bit different, but I kind of like it. I think it I think it looks pretty good because um, he definitely has some more of the styling of the actual wood duck than than Legos. With the Lego has a larger eye for the duck than his has a smaller eye. I mean, they're both different. They both look good, but yeah, it, it'll definitely be um, easier to buy than traveling to Denmark or paying twice the price online. Yeah. Or paying whatever it is on the second hand. Right, right. Well, that's that's really cool. So, like, especially for anybody interested in buying some of these, uh, because I know we have some listeners that aren't like huge Lego builders. This is a place they can go, and I feel like I am promoting them. Maybe I need to talk to them a little bit more uh, <laughs> to to get some of these bricks. But I want to back. Yeah, I want to backtrack onto your designs again. Yeah, one that caught my eye actually was your your Jurassic Park mechanical t-rex can you tell us the story behind that oh the large scale um stan winston one yes yes so that's another interest of mine is animatronics um specifically stan winston animatronics they're the studio that did the animatronics for jurassic park and i've been even before i'd watched the movie i had watched all the behind the scenes videos with how they did all the animatronics and just been something that's always been really interesting to me uh and I, that had been on my to-build list for quite a while. Um, I had wanted to build a work-in-progress animatronic T-Rex. Um, that is the inside, the inner skin of the animatronic T-Rex used in the first Jurassic Park movie. Uh, and it is based on a bunch of pictures that are available online uh, of the work-in-progress robot and... And this one is built for Iron Forge. The seed part in that round was the wrench and the hammer. And so my first thought when seeing the wrench and the hammer was, this could be a T-Rex hand. And it could also be like a piston. So I used it mainly as those two things. With, throughout the model, I used it as a piston. And I used it as the t- hand. I also used them as like caster wheels. Um, as it built a little bit more of a scene. Yeah, so that one took the better part of a week, I would say build that one that was definitely one of the bigger models i built recently uh originally i was hoping to have it be motorized or at least like have some mechanics in it that like i could turn a crank or something and it move but i quickly decided that i didn't have the time for that under the time limits in iron forge so that it's completely static but you can pose it around a tad bit that was a really fun challenge because i was trying to exactly replicate a picture uh with like Oh, so this, the skull needs to be covering here, and then there's pistons here, and then there's all these, like, mess of cables and wires and stuff. So trying to replicate all of that as closely as I could. And I was really lucky. Uh, Stan Winston Studios, one of their representatives, saw it and was interested in reposting it. So he reposted it on the Stan Winston social media pages which was really cool for me for to have this studio that i've looked up to for so long 
not only see my work but also share it that's yeah that's very cool it, it it's always fun when something that you're passionate about building from somebody else's work gets the representation from the original designers i did a, a prusa original i3 mark 3 3d printer just like uh what maybe a week ago and I posted on Reddit and got like 6,000 likes and I, e I emailed it to the Prusa company and they're like, this is awesome. Whenever you come out with instructions, we'd love to have it. I, uh, a bunch of us here think it's a really cool design. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. It, and like I just finished instructions today, actually. And I love the um, I just love that you can build something like that a real world item and shrink it down just as you did for this. I mean, the T-Rex is what 40, 50 feet long and yours is about a foot long maybe, but it looks just like it. Yeah. It's a little over a foot long. Yeah. It's always super crazy when people notice mm -hmm. when you get noticed one of my, my model, I th believe it still has the most likes on my Instagram page was I built the YouTuber Jaden animations. I built her um, logo and then she saw it and liked it and then i got like so many likes on there which was really quite shocking because i just created instagram at the time or i just created my instagram at the time uh and then i've also gotten seen by people within the lego community it's crazy like i feel like i'm just kind of new and jumping into the lego community that i was able to build I built a variation of Peter Reed's turtle and I posted it and he saw it and I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. And it's funny because, you know, especially in like these times, you think that everyone's just kind of lost in their own thing, but uh, everyone's still paying attention there. I mean, I saw your Hamilton post and another one that I always thought was fun was is really fun is your eat more chicken sign that you did yes that one was again for iron forge that one the seed part was the stud shooter and i had been messing with the stud shooters and discovered that you could create a triangular lattice with them and so i was like wait a minute i could use the lattice as like the base of a billboard and then i also used the stud shooters as little spotlights and within one of the cows uh and so that was a really fun challenge to practice lettering with lots of different random pieces. I used bars. I used um, like coiled rope. I used I used a wrench. I used a hammer. I used a visor. So just it was really fun to use such a crazy array of pieces to be able to create lettering and have it be legible. It's a fun challenge. And uh, it seems like. Would you say like almost 90% of your builds are the competition-based? All of my recent ones, yeah. I didn't have time to build anything on competition during the competition. Uh, so no, they aren't. 90% of my builds probably aren't competition-based. I built a lot of stuff prior to that. I haven't built all that much since the competition. I was kind of feeling burnt out after a solid month of eating, sleeping, and building um i had the most builds out of any of the mm -hmm. iron forge contestants so i was working all night all day and just trying to get as many builds out there as i could and just hoping just throwing a lot of things to the wall hoping one of them would stick 
And I'm going to assume all of your designs you're using physical bricks, correct? Yeah, all of these are physical bricks. I have done some digital. Always, I will buy the thing after I've designed it digitally. Do you have any um, major projects in the works right now? Somewhat, um, off and on. I, for a while, I've been spending a lot of time working on a UCS Chima Lion Tank. Uh, I was really into the Lego Chima theme when that was around, especially the vehicles. And I thought it'd be a really fun challenge to build a UCS style tank uh, from the show. Um, kind of as it's a show based on a Lego theme and so then building something based on that show just kind of seemed meta and it would be a really fun challenge. So I spent a lot of time and then I had gotten to a somewhat working point with it being motorized and remote controlled, but it ended up being really heavy. And I'm not used to working with large, heavy motorized models. That's not typically what I'm used to building. So that was definitely a challenge for me was learning that, yeah, weight really matters. I've never really had a model where the weight of the model affects it at all in any way. So I, it's powered by two XL motors and they were struggling to inch it forward. Uh, it's maybe two feet long-ish. Um, I've started disassembling it at this point. I don't know if I'll finish it. I might finish it someday. I've kept, I have plenty of pictures of the different detail sections and some of the shaping that I'd figured out for the head and the cannon. But yeah, just, it just turned out to be too much of a challenge trying to make it motorized with so little space within it four motors. I couldn't have any more than two XL motors, and that seemed already kind of ridiculous to be able to be driving this forward. Yeah, so I had been working on that. Not so much anymore. Recently, I've, again, I've been working on that uh, model for my brother. Uh, I had been working on a commission, uh, and I've been working on rebuilding a Lego town. When I was much, much younger, I had built a large Lego town in the middle of my room called Paulville, hence my username. And I have been, it's been sitting there mostly untouched. And if I've touched it, it's been to steal pieces from it. So it kind of fallen into disrepair. It was just really ugly. Uh, it didn't live up to my standards <laughs> anymore of what I was used to building and the quality that I hold myself to now. Uh, so I decided that the summer, what's a better time to scrap it all than and start over again, start over fresh. So I've been kind of slowly, one base plate at a time, rebuilding it. Um, at this time, I'm rebuilding it on a shelf, so it's not taking up nearly as much space. Uh, but I've been trying to build some buildings. It's been a long time since I built any architecture style things. So that's been a fun challenge for me, talking to people that I, Builders that I know that are better with architecture, um, getting tips has been, yeah, really fun. That's cool. It's fun to go back to some of those old designs. I know I've had designs that are in folders on my computer that are four years old that I eventually will need to get back to. It's hard to put aside new ideas and realize maybe it's time to go finish or, or use what we've learned in the four years to redo or continue on with those builds. And like 
would you it was chima chimo the old lego series that it was kind of i guess it was kind of like ninjago but just the animal based i never really got into those but like i know a lot of fans would enjoy like that tank maybe if it wasn't motorized but just to see it would be cool yeah so i might try to do that with some sort of interior space as well might just scrap the motorized and just make it a big non-motorized or maybe even just take out the steering because that just took up so much space uh i was over analyzing clips from the show trying to figure out how the treads moved and were the two because it's four treads and how like are the front two treads moving together are they turning like the front wheels of a car just trying to figure out all of that to make it work as accurate to the show as possible but if I scrap some of that, then I can probably definitely be able to mm-hmm. finish that up. Now, in reference to you build your own mocks, but do you buy or purchase any Lego sets that Lego makes? Yeah, uh, that's where I get most of my parts. I do buy parts on Bricklink, but usually that's just for a commission or for a gift. Um, rarely is it just like, hey, I need more of these parts. So I'll buy more of those. The themes that I've been enjoying most recently buying stuff it's just whatever has good parts when mixels was around i really enjoyed getting those mixels sets because they were fun colors nice part for a really low price point uh recently i've been enjoying the speed champions sets just for their amazing part selections recently i got the lamborghini urus stx and lamborghini hurricane super trofeo evo uh so the, the black lamborghini and the Green Lamborghini Speed Champions two and two car set. I uh, really enjoyed that. Has an amazing selection of pieces, and I got the Ferrari from the same line. Again, just great parts. So yeah, the majority of sets I buy are primarily for the parts, not for the model itself. Yeah, recently I got the. And I would say like those 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 Speed Champion sets are really nice because they made them. If you like the design of it, the instead of. You only used to be able to fit one one minifigure. Now they designed it eight wide or eight studs wide, which means you can almost fit two. So it looks more like a realistic car in a minifigure scale. Yeah, they're very nice cars. I am always impressed by the designs of the Speed Champions vehicles. Uh, As I was building the Ferrari, I was just blown away time and time again with the techniques. So highly recommend all of those. And also for the two-by-one curved slopes with a 45 degree cut at the end there's so many of those in them i love those parts as i've been getting more of those as they're becoming more common both left and right variants Mm -hmm. those are nice to be able to have more of those at my disposal to use and the one by one bracket both going up and going down uh those are amazing parts and it took lego a while to come up with them but i'm glad they did Uh, i hope that they're become more widespread yeah because I think they were originally released in the Harry Potter Brickheads, I believe, or around that time. And there's just so many of them in the Speed Champions, which is like such a treasure. Yeah, especially for small details, as like you build in a smaller scale and a lot of other people do. It's nice to give those angles without having to take up such large space in a design, which is really tricky, especially when you are limited to the scaling that you want to do. Yeah. So I've used them throughout my models now that I've had it. It's been nice to be able to use them. And my final question here is, in reference to all of that, how do you think 
Lego has changed you and affected your life by using and building with it? It's given me a really nice creative outlet. I'm very creative minded. Uh, and it's just a really nice way for me to be able to, I'm thinking about something, something's in my head and some people like to write. I like to write as well, but I also like to be able to build and just get my thoughts out into bricks. That's yeah. And I think that goes for a lot of us because we, we see something we like and you think, Oh, well, you know what? Actually I can make that in Lego. And then you appreciate it, that thing more, just as you were talking about your T-Rex design or the eat more chicken, any, anything you can adapt and change. Absolutely. Which is really cool. Well, I, I Paul, I just want to thank you again for taking the time to come on the podcast today. I, I want everyone to Absolutely. go out and Paulville Mox on Instagram and Flickr. He's got some amazing designs, some really fun uh, things. You've got things referencing Hamilton and like Sleeping Beauty, small designs, some of the things we didn't talk about that I think people should see. Again, you've been a great guest and uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. I got to say, Paul's got some great builds and he's a really fun character to talk to. I, I really appreciate, you know, all these people taking the time to come out and talk about their work because everybody's work is different. You know, we're, we're cued in by different points in our life and different things are interesting to us. And that's really personified in our artwork, which is Lego. So, you know, if you have the same thing, go, go and do that, like build and design things. It doesn't even have to be with Lego, like wood or painting and uh, jewelry or stained glass, whatever. It's fun and it, it can be relaxing. So that's why I always say get out there and go build something in reference to Lego, but you know, into everyday life too. And if you enjoyed the interviews, please stick around and subscribe. We have more interviews coming. We've got quite a few uh, ready to go for the next few months. So subscribe, leave us a comment. Comments are really helpful so that other people can see the podcast and get interested in them. And, uh, you know, I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something. <laughs>